G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. On a Tuesday, we do like to check in on those breaking news headlines as they're coming out of the nation of Israel and those nations in the Middle East as the effect of their own decisions and policies and priorities affect the people of Israel. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines once again overnight. Ron's back with us. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Hey, Ron, let's talk coronavirus and vaccinations that are happening in Israel. As I understand it, Israel has okayed flights now from all destinations because their vaccination program has gone so well and so extensively. What are the news headlines reflecting? Yeah, the government made that decision during a very late night meeting on Sunday. Despite effectively opening Israel to the world, the limit of 3,000 passengers entering the country each day will remain. Under the current airport regulations, valid until March 20, flights could be authorised only from a limited set of cities, including New York, Paris and Frankfurt. The change is expected to facilitate the return of Israelis abroad who wish to vote in the upcoming March 23 election. The ministers also considered increasing the cap on daily returnees, they decided not to do that from the opposition of healthcare officials. Under the new rules, the health ministry retains the authority of cancelling any specific flight it's believed will endanger public health. Ron, before we move on from this story, as you say, these sorts of decisions, they have been uh, in some ways accelerated into place, as you say, because there is an upcoming election just a week in advance from now on the 23rd there's something political in that whereas just a a quick reflection if you're able in australia here we've seen this whole politicization of keeping borders closed in israel it's a little bit like it's opposite like that let's get everything open that's been the political uh, gold in all of this what are your thoughts around that well israel's facing about its fourth election in in a very short period of time as each election has taken place the number of people who have voted has declined because it's uh, uh, not compulsory to vote in Israel. And I think there's a grave concern among the uh, politicians that the uh, final result of the election will not be representative because people are sick and tired of voting. Uh, and this election is very, very tight. Uh, I think it's all parties are against Netanyahu and no one's saying they'll work with him in a coalition. Uh, I think that'll change once the election's completed. Uh, But it's a tightrope, this election, coming up next week. And interestingly, as vaccinations have been a part of all of that uh, political, you know, uh, setting goals and achieving those and uh, seeking re-election, let's continue on coronavirus and other headlines because something like 6,000 Israelis have died since the pandemic started. Yeah, the death toll passed 6,000 on Sunday, but Health Minister Yuli Edelstein vowed that in light of the vaccination miracle, 
there'll be no further restrictions for Passover. The bad news that 6,008 people have died came alongside good news that the infection rate in Israel continues to decline. The ministry also announced that starting next week, a rapid testing system will allow those who are neither vaccinated nor recovered to obtain a temporary green passport. Under the current regulations, access to several venues, including cultural and sports events, gyms and indoor restaurants, is limited to those who received their second vaccine shot at least a week earlier or who have recovered from the virus. Children under 16 have therefore been effectively excluded from these services and the rapid testing system is getting all the top marks for the success. Let's move on. Some other headlines. Syria marking 10 years of civil war, uh, March 16th. That's today's date. What's being reflected in the headlines here, Ron? I think this is a tragic story. As the Syrian civil war marks a decade, nearly 600,000 people have been killed, some 117,000 of them civilians, and over 2 million injured. About 13 million civilians have been displaced by the fighting, and necessary infrastructure, such as hospitals, schools and homes, have been destroyed. Other organisations and web pages have referenced the numbers somewhat higher and lower uh, because they've said that uh, 387,000 have been killed, according to the London-based Syrian Observatory for Human Rights. Of those displaced by the fighting, more than 5.6 million are refugees who have fled the country and remaining camps mostly in Turkey, Lebanon and Jordan. It's terrible. It's a disgrace. Ten years of civil war and uh, how to decimate a nation. It has gone through the ringer. Uh, dreadful things. Ron, there's some other stories. The new Czech embassy in Jerusalem has angered the Arab League and the Palestinians. Uh, what are the headlines saying here? Your Arab League Secretary General Ahmed Gate and the Palestinian Authority uh, Foreign Ministry both issued angry condemnations of the Czech Republic on Saturday after the European country became the latest nation to open an embassy in Israel's capital city of Jerusalem. In a statement issued in Cairo, Abu Ghraib slammed the Czech move as being a violation of international law and the established European policy on this issue. On Thursday, visiting Czech Prime Minister Andrei Babis and Israel Foreign Minister Gabi Ashkenazi held a ceremony to officially open the Jerusalem office of the Czech embassy, joining Hungary as the second European country to open an embassy in Jerusalem. After the ceremony, Babis tweeted that the opening was the fulfillment of the promise made during a 2018 visit to Israel by Czech President Milos Zeman to move the embassy from Tel Aviv to Israel. And Ron, let's pick up on a good news story here because there's a prayer for healing that has brought together Israeli and Lebanese singers. What's the story? And this is an amazing story. In a rare and unusual collaboration, Yair Levi and Karin Bazili share the conflict between their people but choose to look forward and create a healing song together. Around the time the coronavirus crisis erupted, Livy's grandmother fell ill. A 
musician, Yair Levy, looked for a prayer to recite for her and came across a biblical verse that he quickly composed and sang. The result was Refanah, a soulful healing prayer that went around the world. It came out within a week, and it just exploded in a crazy way, with people who don't know Hebrew singing and praying that COVID will pass, Libby said. I got covers from all over the world. One of the covers I got was by Kareen. She first sang it in Hebrew and then in Arabic. Kareen is Kareen Basili, a Lebanese living in the United States. Not a singer by profession, she's been working on music for the past couple of years out of a desire to empower people and bring them hope and peace. The Hebrew song she came across, she says, resonated with her despite the enmity between Israel and Lebanon. I never had any connection to any Jewish people. In my country, they're supposed to be enemies, but I never considered them as enemies. Our families never taught us to hate. Corrine Basili has been living in the United States and working on music to empower people. She said she'd ask them whether he'd like to sing it with her in Hebrew. The song comes from the book of Numbers and uh, has touched people's hearts. It's from Numbers 13. It's verse 13 in Numbers chapter 12 where Moses prays for the recovery of his sister Miriam. I wish more and more people would do that sort of thing. Another example of the way music can straddle borders and cultures and bring people who were at enmity before together. Wonderful stuff, Ron, and thanks so much for taking some time to scour those headlines and bringing us an update today, as you always do. Wonderful job once again. Thanks so much for joining us on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.